welcome to 2022, says you. <laughs> What's the story? Not much, not much. The whole posse over, the whole entourage is over tonight, was it? Just doing the rounds, yeah. <laughs> sure what, did you, what, what did you fill it up with? My waddy. Are we recording? <laughs> and that is Colin Campbell on this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf, powered by 4Golf Custom. You want to get a tour-level custom fitting experience? 4Golf.ie. Derek and team will take care of you. So I thought I'd start off this week's episode with a bit of a... A bit that went to the cutting floor before we hit record, because oftentimes, as Tom Coyne said in the previous episode, they're the best bits. So yeah, that is Colin Campbell. That is today's episode. That's why you've pressed play. And he did win the Flogas Irish Amateur Open at the island last weekend and surges to third in the Tour Order of Merit. And he's eyeing a spot on home internationals. And you never know. Walker Cup. Um, but yeah, the East is coming up and we talk a bit about that. We talk a bit about him being a full-time employee these days compared to when he was full-time uh, amateur last time he won the, the, the Amateur Open and fitting it in around work life and home life. And that kind of transpires to what I'm trying to do in the Tuesday episodes, which start next Tuesday at 10 a.m. So yeah, let's sit back, relax. Nice, quick episode today. So hopefully we a shorter walk. Or um, a short gym session, or wherever you listen. Let me know where you listen to these episodes, actually. Get on to me there on Instagram, let me know. All right. Colm Campbell, Irish Amateur Open 2022 on the tee. Roll it there, Colette. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you think of that? Ready to tee it up, Colin Campbell? Absolutely. Take two. I was looking back, um, when were you on? And it was April 2020, episode 36, the Anchorman of Irish Golf, and the walk-on song was Celtic Symphony. A lot has changed since then. Is the walk-on song still the same? Absolutely. Doesn't change. It's been a serious week in the Campbell household, hasn't it? Celtic win the league and, and you win a little, a little trophy. Mm-hmm. Huh? Absolutely. You've been married and you've had a daughter since we last spoke as well. On the podcast, yeah. haven't you? Nah, well, we, Sophia would have been born when we chatted, yeah. Just, just born, correct. Just born, yeah. I was going correct. through, what's changed? Oh, the, the, the kid was two, because Sophie's two. Sophie was March 2020, my, my little girl. So, yeah. The island. The mm. island, um, for me, I've only played it once, I played it a couple of years ago, Um after the changes, maybe just after the changes of so fairway, eight, eight and nine were still being Bye. kind of gr- growing in. But mm. um, it, it, in my opinion, certainly goes understated with the rest of the golf course around Dublin. Would you say the same thing, maybe? Oh, definitely, yeah. The uh, the island sort of gets a little bit overlooked when you've got Royal Dublin and um, Port Marnock. Uh, the island is, is as good a test as you can get in uh, anywhere in the country. I know it's it's serious, like um, especially with the especially with the new changes I've made. You know, I think you know it was a tough tough par seventy, but I think it's actually a better par seventy two. Um, that 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 stretch of sort of you know eight and nine now is 
two superb golf holes. Incredible. So there's a reason the amateur was there, right? He co-hosted yeah. with Bob Marnock um, mm. when, when Jimmy, Jimmy Shugsy won in 19. Rocking up there last week, were you like, were you like Tiger and Yoni? When you, when you play, you expect to win. Was it like that last week? No, no, definitely. Definitely wasn't like that. Um, no, far from that. But no, I was getting into it, you know, I was getting into it quietly confident. Uh, I had been sort of playing a little bit of good golf and had a decent enough finish in monster stroke play after getting off to like a poor start, you know, started with a plus five in round one and then unfinished uh, plus five for the for the four rounds. So I could see the game was trending in the right direction uh, and it was just a matter, I know some people will find this hard to believe, um, but it was a matter of just holding a few pots and, and getting the putter going and um, a little a little change of uh, of putters uh, before the start of uh, the island uh, last week. Oh, go on then. What's, what's the wand, PLD? No, funny, I was using the PLD uh, and I just... Yeah, I just didn't feel it was just coming off the off the club face the way I like the way I wanted it to. So I went back to my old um my old catch Hepler putter. Uh actually used the catch as well when I won in Royal Dublin, um, which was the first first catch that Ping had um produced. Um so yeah, so we went back to that and um yeah. Found something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he definitely found something because I watched via Twitter feed, right? Because hmm. I was in I was in Kerry for for the week last week, and um, hardy weather the first couple of days. I was looking at a couple of people's feeds on Instagram. You know, hmm. Peter O'Keefe was throwing up pictures at eight and nine a.m. Hmm. and there was those flags didn't need any encouragement to get <laughs> the wind was beating them down this morning. Yeah, no. Well, funny actually, I played in front of Peter for the first two rounds and. Uh, yeah, like the first first morning was a little bit chilly. We had, we were I was first first group out at eight o'clock, and and um, there was you know it was a decent enough wind, you know even early doors at eight o'clock. Uh, but the second round now was yeah that was that was a bit different. Um, it was proper order. Yeah, it was that was a proper test of golf. Um, you know it was certainly blowing twenty five thirty mile an hour winds, and you know I think it was pretty pretty steady throughout the day and. Uh, it was certainly a good test of golf now. In any of the kind of um, proper publications, journalists, not not my little thing, but like uh, when you Google Campbell, um, <laughs> you get, when you Google Colin Campbell, you get obviously the news of um, the amateur open and also some random 61-year-old who has a lawsuit somewhere. Uh, do you ever Google yourself? Do you, ever, do you see that article ever pop up? Um, I could send that one in the past. <laughs> but um, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, the yeah. first the, the first couple of rounds, two very steady rounds. Mm. Um, we won't go into a play-by-play, play, but maybe for anybody listening, mm-hmm. when it's windy, what mm. do you do? What's, what's like the mindset? You're like, it's going to be 30 miles an hour for... Mm. The next five hours that I'm out here, hopefully four and a half or less. Yeah. Um, what's what's the mindset like when you're like, okay, gotta control this spherical object for a while? Yeah, like I think, well, for me personally, it actually suited me because it meant I didn't have to go sort of chasing birdies and just be really patient um, and just just try and hit hit fairways, hit the middle of the green, not chasing flags and just giving yourself sort of half decent looks for birdies and and make, try and make make comfortable pars when possible and 
uh, just staying really, really patient, especially on Friday, like because it was an absolute grind. Uh, like I came off the golf course on Friday after shooting three over, which was which was a decent score on Friday, and I was actually very disappointed. So it was because you know felt tee to green, I hit the ball as good as I've ever hit it, and just just didn't really capitalise on some of the chances that I had. Uh, but look, yeah, I was still still in good shape after two rounds, and it set me up nicely then getting into getting into the third round. Moving day sixty nine. Now I haven't compared it to the. I don't get into all the all the statistics. We're here to have a chat and kind of walk through mm-hmm. where the mindset was and maybe what your preparation is these days compared to six years ago when mm-hmm. you had less responsibility, mm-hmm. <laughs> family <laughs> sense. And I think that That's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people always can identify with that. Yeah. Two windy days. Saturday was a bit milder, if I remember mm-hmm. the the gram a bit better. Yeah. Um, what was your body like after two days of back to back golf? Because for me, you're right. I perceive to do all this mobility, and I do two three times a week, and I do a bit of training. More than me, doing a bit more uh, easy now. <laughs> and I do a bit like nine holes here, maybe do a bit of like once a week or or whatever. If I played two, I played two rounds back to back in a hinge like three weeks ago, and my like my body knew about it day three. Really? Oh yeah, like. <laughs> I yeah. need to adjust the car seat, I think, or maybe this seat that I sit at six <laughs> hours a day. But what was the body like for the weekend then? Actually, wasn't too bad, to be fair. Um, she felt felt okay. It wasn't too bad. It was, you know, was in pretty good form. Um, Warm up was pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, it was okay because I I'd done a fair bit of training, you know, leading up to the start of the season. I was doing my usual sort of out running the roads, and you know, felt as not well, it might not look like it, but it was felt like it was in decent enough shape, and uh, yeah, like felt physically felt felt okay, and and obviously, yeah, when you're physically fit, you certainly feel a little bit mentally sharper, also. Um, but I can vouch now, I'm very very sore at the moment. Um, head or body? Uh, uh, <laughs> certainly body, not head. Um, so yeah, so so it's it's took its toll. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little bit, a little bit tender today, but look, it was all worth it, I suppose. Ah, in the end. Absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. Well, 69. I'm just scrolling here. Mm. It was like low round of the day. Um, mm. Keith Egan Cartney equaled it, and there was some other lad, Cochrane and Castleknock, and mm. um, so you gained a serious amount of ground on the Saturday. You were shot off, wasn't it? Going to the final yeah. day. Yeah. What and and from reading. Um, what publication is this? Uh, I, uh, Brian Keogh. I was following Brian Keogh's mm. uh, Twitter feed all weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, fair play to him. But, and, and coming through to Sunday, and you, and you hold putts, which by your own admission is like, I don't do that. No, easy now, right? <laughs> but hold two um, monumental power putts, we'll call them, 17 and 18, which are, by God, no easy holes there. Mm. But I want to ask you a question. Um, it's coming. Eventually questions do come on this podcast. What visibility or knowledge do you have going around on Sunday of what score you need to post? Because it's not like DP yeah. World Tour or PGA Tour and there's scoreboards everywhere and you can check, oh, I'm, if I par in, I'm okay. Or, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How do you know what you need? Well, the good thing at the moment is each player is assigned the live scoring. Um, so there's one person in charge in each group of actually doing the live scoring, which is great for people at home and that maybe can't get down and watch. So they've, they've got a good understanding of actually what's happening. And obviously we don't have live score, scoreboards throughout throughout the day. So look, I had no I had no real knowledge of where I stood until I asked Ryan, who was caddying for me, and I said to him on the 13th green, I was like, look, what's, 
what is the situation, what's the state of play? And he told me Matt had got to minus two. So I was like, jeez, that's impressive because he was obviously started, started at plus three. So he had got himself on a really good run. So that was the first at the first moment that I'd sort of got an idea and a sense of where we were and how far we were back. But um, other than that, didn't know anything up until that stage. Power, power finish. I'm going to assume the life scoring you were kind of on it. You kind of knew where you needed to be at that stage. Mm. Um, what was the, what was the, I saw the fist bumps, the fist pumps, bumps, fist pumps, fist bump world, COVID. Mm. What was the feeling like walking off 18 and you're like, made it, playoff? Was mm. it like, this is mine? Or is it like, Jesus, we'll see how we go here? Yeah, no, no, definitely wouldn't have said it was certainly mine. You know, obviously, you know, it's 1v1, sudden death, anything can happen. We're going back to a, a treacherous hole, treacherous tee shot. So it was literally, the, the good thing for me was I actually won the toss. So I got to hit the tee shot first and get and get it away, which I managed to do. You know, I hit a lovely one. I actually hit it pretty much in the same spot as where I hit it in, in, uh, in regular time. And... Uh, yeah, but geez, there was still a lot of work to do. and uh, But yeah, I was relieved whenever I seen that putt get in on 18. Uh, I left myself uh, more work to do than what I had anticipated. No, I remember 18. I we played off, I played with um, Nine McLean, uh, Paul McBride and, and Conor O'Rourke a couple of years ago. And 18 was into a full-on win the day we played it. We played mm. it up. We went up a couple of teams. We went up to the Whites. Right. And um, it was still like driver fucking five iron for me yeah. but all I remember is like wasteland outright so like yeah. when you're playing a hole like that and the pressure is on mm. either in regulation player in the playoff what's mm. are you just focusing on a shot execution or are you mm. focusing on a result like where where's the head at yeah it's it, it, funny it's actually a tee shot I, I, I've known I've struggled with in the past and um, you know just I just struggle to see the sh- see a tee shot on it but it actually set up lovely for me on Sunday you know, wind was hard out of the right. Um, oh, lovely! I love that one. Yeah, so like I'm pretty comfortable, <laughs> pretty comfortable hitting it, hitting it hard down the right side, and I know it'll always turn over. And uh, I knew that I could hit it basically as hard down that right side, and it was going to come back. And um, to be fair, I know obviously Matt caught a bit of a bad break on on the tie hole, but right's actually a better miss than left, because um, left is not good. Uh, so if I was going to miss it, I would have been happy enough to miss it down the right. Um, but yeah, it was, no, it was, it was actually it was into and out of the right, so it was actually set the wind wind set up nicely for me, basically. Oh, deadly! We win in sudden death. Mm. What's what's the first thing that goes through your head? Yeah, it was it was such a surreal moment because obviously, you know, I won the the Ulster Stroke play in twenty nineteen, and you know, look, it's not it's not our our majors in Ireland as such, but it's still you know I still class that as a championship win. Um, but obviously, 2016, you know, going back to an actual championship major, um, you know, it, it had been a while. Uh, it had certainly been a while since I was in contention. Um, but, it, you know, look, I was I was over the moon. I was delighted, you know, with my family and friends there as well, which was a really good moment. Uh, and, yeah, it was just really chuffed. And I was delighted that, you know, for obviously a lack of competitive golf, I probably played over the last couple of years, that I was still able to, you know, get the job done whenever it was required, and um, yeah, there was a there was a little bit of satisfaction there. Well, all I can say is congratulations. 
Right. It's a massive achievement, especially for someone who's not full time. <laughs> no, what did O'Keefe say? One for the old guys, right? One for the old guys, and he, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and with his line of work, you know, yeah. full time, I think he's the most mobile man in Ireland, is he? Yeah, like, he's a big man. All of this. Yeah, um, he, he gets into positions only, only I can dream of. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that like then? Like we alluded to it a bit a couple of years ago, but like mm. we've been married since with the, what's the daughter's yeah. name? Sophia. Oh, yeah, Sophie and Sophia. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That I should have done that one, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, um, you know, what's what's the week-to-week like? Like, is there a focus on maintaining a, a level of golfing ability or...? Mm. Um, like, this time of year, it's actually, you know, golf's very busy. You know, there's plenty going on. Good thing about the schedule at the moment as well is a lot of the a lot of the events now are sort of weekends, which is which is great for me, so I'm not having to take loads of sort of, you know, leave, annual leave, which is great. You know, Munster Stroke was weekend. Um, the West fell over, you know, Easter, which again, bank holidays, no real time off. A uh, couple of scratch cups in between that. And, and then, look, last week, you know, I actually took a couple of days annual leave and I ended up only taking one. At, you know, I phoned the boss and said, look, I'm going to do a bit of work in the afternoon and work in the morning. So I was able to keep a day, which was great. Um, you know, and, and Ping have been really great that way that, you know, my time is sort of flexible and on my own time as long as I'm putting the hours in. And, um, you know, they're great from that standpoint. Uh, but yeah, look, there's still still plenty of room for, for playing and practicing. But look, it's all on my own time. So, but Kier is the one that sort of kicks me out. You know, there's been a few times there I've been lying on my arse and excuse the French. And she said, look, you know, I think you should go and clip a few balls. And, you know, so she she's, you know, most people probably get grief from their from their partners for going and playing golf. I'm I'm the opposite. She's pushing me out the door, which is that's great. great. That's great. Yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason you married her, right? She's there as the <laughs> she's that in she's that like circle of friends that you know all these successful people to tell to get around you, it's like mm. get people around you that lift you. So that's fantastic to hear. You know, you yeah, have that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's certainly it certainly has when you have somebody at home that that understands <laughs> how much time golf actually takes up and. You know, they don't give you too much uh, ball ache about it. <laughs> June, I'm looking at schedules now, right? I'm not saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'll play that one, I'll play that one, but like the next one isn't too far away. Mm. So, um, 4th to the 6th of June, it's the bank holiday, the East, mm. Bantry. Right. Mm. Is that, coming off coming off last week now, the head might be a bit fuzzy or the body might be a bit achy mm-hmm. or you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to play in that one and I'm going to have a right go off it. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the East uh, you know, and going back to another another venue that I've you know I've obviously had a little bit of success at, and it's a golf course that firmly you know I'm firmly <laughs> very comfortable around, and it suits my eye. Uh, so I'm looking forward to going back to the East. Obviously, you know, going back there as the Irish Amateur Champion, and uh, the last time we were there in 2019, I finished third, and so yeah, it's really good memories around that place. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Should be good. Oh, deadly! Did you pick out? A couple of events this year in line with your PTO and be like, I'm going to cherry pick those ones and I'm going to prepare the week ahead or a couple of weeks ahead mm-hmm. and, and really give it my best. Is that Was that your approach this year or are you like a bit laid back yeah. about it all? Yeah, like last year I played a very, you know, didn't play a whole pile of events. I think I only played three events last year uh, just with COVID and coming back to work, we were so busy. and uh, But this year I said, right, look, let's, let's get a schedule in place, let's see where we can play and 
just try and play as much as possible. And you know, one of one of the goals was to try and squeeze back into the Irish setup, get you know, hopefully try and squeeze a home international spot, uh, and just play as much as I could. Now, there was a few events that I was wasn't going to play. The South is looking a little bit doubtful at the moment, um, which I'm pretty disappointed about. Um, but bar that, that'll probably be the only event I'll you know I'll miss out on. No, no, it's decent, and that's probably to do with PTO, and it's the week after the North, and mm. probably doesn't line up great. Um, no, it's just fucking one of me. Mates decided to get married. Oh, that never helps. That's like someone. That's like someone getting married on like when football's on the weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean, get married on a Wednesday for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> to get married on a Tuesday before it starts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, get on to your one now. Tell her you need to move it. Well, look. To be fair, it was it was always going to be a toss up between the south and the north. I couldn't have done both. You know, it's just too much annual leave, so it's either you know it's one or the other. Um, you know, so it was always going to be the case. So not luck doesn't makes makes no odds. The south one of my favourites. I'm going to miss it this year. There's nothing we can do, so we'll have to play the north instead, which we're going to an okay golf course to play that. I suppose that's not too bad. You know mm. the. the <laughs> It's not too bad. Someone random won something big there a couple of years mm. ago. Um, sure, we might both play in the South next year. If yeah. I get there. I have a long year. way to go, but we might get mm. there. Uh, goal's a goal. What am I going to say to you? I don't know. What's more to say to you? I mean, it was great to catch up and learn kind of where your head's at in mm. big pressure times like that. When you hit a T-shirt, you hit a T-shirt. Mm. At your level, right? What's the, hand, mm-hmm. what's the handicap to get into the, um, the uh, amateur open? Was it like plus two? I actually, I actually don't know. Um, I didn't see any handicap cut off for it. I know, I know the Ulster Stroke player was plus three. Now it's a slightly smaller field, and I seen that the cut off came out for the East of Ireland today. It was plus one point nine. So I would say somewhere in between that. Somewhere around that. So my question mm. is, at that level, do you? Because I always say. Everyone should get golf lessons. Rory has a coach on tour for God's sake, mm. but like, like now and then. So like at the elite level of golf. How often do you get lessons? How often do you get a coach around? Or do you trust mm. yourself or maybe the good golfers around you to go, actually, no, Colin, you're coming a bit and you're doing a bit? Yeah, like, well, well, look, I have a coach, you know, my uh, my coach has been Paddy Gribben, has been for, for as long as I can remember. And he's someone that I always, you know, we always, I always go back to him. We always work on little things. We have our own, I have my own little flaws that I have to work on and, you know, what sort of helps me play well and, and where it's going wrong. I sort of like I know I know where it comes from when I'm when I am playing poorly. Um but you know there's nothing better than somebody standing there looking at you and sort of giving you giving you where it is coming wrong or where it is going wrong from sorry. Um yeah so look you can't do it all on your own either. No absolutely. No. Um absolutely. Mm. Come here to me. Where are you gonna go on holiday this year? Where am I going to go on holiday? All this golf. <laughs> well, where, when are you going to get the family time in? It's looking dicey at the moment. Um, <laughs> building a new house at the moment, so all my money's getting pumped into that. So there's, <laughs> there's no money left to go anywhere. Everybody, everybody, go buy a pink jacket this weekend. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come here to me. Thanks for your time. Okay. No problem. Go fill that cup up with some more my waddy, right? And. Um, we might grab some, some, some time on a fairway, not too far away, and mm-hmm. you can tell me where I'm doing all these things wrong. How's that? <laughs> no problem. Happy to help. 
Deadly. Have a good one, Colm. Congratulations Cheers. again. And we'll talk no to you soon. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Long. And bye-bye. That was Colm Campbell, the main man, Flogas Irish Amateur Champion 2022. Looking forward to maybe going back to back. Um, keep an eye out for him at the East in Baltray in the next couple of weeks. And you never know. Maybe Ping will be nice to him and say, do you know what? Go, go play in the South. Have a few extra days off this year. You're doing fantastic. Um, so to facilitate that, maybe everyone go out and buy something Ping this weekend. Uh, support Cullum. Support the top amateurs. And maybe that'll help him achieve his dream of playing Homer to Nationals again. Or maybe even Walker Cup. You never know. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Um, nice, short, quick episode this week. Always good to speak with some of the best golfers in the country, Colin being one of them. Yeah, and you never know, maybe I'll get there someday. Next Tuesday, 10 a.m., the Road to the South series begins. It may be on YouTube as well. We'll see if I can figure that out and find that extra time. But if I don't, we'll definitely have the podcast out. Tuesday, 10 a.m., Road to the South, new series. Yeah, if you want to know what that's all about, tune in Tuesday. Love you and leave you. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy.